Now back to Dale and Keith. W-E-E-I. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of the way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? It actually came up last night in the green room as we were watching the game. I, I turned to, to Billy Jaffe. I said, have you ever driven a Zamboni? And he said, no, I've always wanted to. And I turned to Raycroft. I said, oh, never mind. I saw you drive a Zamboni on an Emmy award-winning TV commercial. Hello, Andrew. Morning, gang. I always love coming on and hearing my voice. We're going to play that thing till the wheels fall <laughs> off the wagon, Andrew. I'm just telling you. So I love it. We're having a philosophical hockey discussion here. And I have said... Not even a question for me that Brad Marchand is a better left wing than Alex Ovechkin. Where are you? Yes, I was listening. And so I'm going to start by saying if I'm the Bruins, I wouldn't trade Marchand for Ovechkin straight up. Uh, what Brad brings to this team, brings to the line, the chemistry, the, the relationship he has with Patrice. But I, I have a hard time going against a guy who's going to end up at least the second all-time goal scoring in history. He has a, a chance to get to Wayne Gretzky. I mean, he's got 673. He won a Smythe just a couple years ago. And he's only two, three years older than, than Brad. So uh, I agree on a daily basis what we see out of Brad is, is can be more than what we think Ovechkin does, but Ovechkin's a bull and, and could be an all-timer. Well, and Dale's going through the numbers, and some of the numbers definitely favor Brad Martian. But I, I think some of those, uh, you tell me, he benefits on a nightly basis playing on a more well-rounded line for a team that has been competitive now. And I know the Caps won a, a cup, but I feel like that line helps him out. And if you were just starting a team and the talent was equal around you, you would take Ovechkin over Marshan. It is. And it is apples and oranges to a point on what they do. We talked yeah. about, you know, Ovi getting over on that, on that one time. He just lets it fly and he's a power guy, but, and, and Alex can change games. I've played against him. I've been in games where he goes out and he levels somebody or he comes down the wing and rips one. He changes games with power where Brad can change games with skill and, you know, a, a shorthanded goal or that three-on-three goal where, you know, he goes through five different guys. So, yes, they, they, it's just a different skill set. So it's a great debate because we can go on and on about it and, and you can find ways where everybody's right. Now, we talk about two guys that are really good. Another guy that's kind of making a name for himself and we've talked about a little bit is is Poster. And what do you think he could, you know, potentially when we're talking about goal scoring, he's on a record pace. And what do you think he could do as far as that pace is, as far as putting goals uh, up this season? Yeah, I mean, it's he's going to crack that 55, 60 goal plateau you know, barring you know, a five-week injury, uh, you know, he's scoring goals. And we saw last night, he's scoring all different ways now. He got the one-timer last night, he scores off the roof, and then he gets a, a tip in in front of the net. So he's found a way, he's figured out how to score in this league in all different ways. It's not just him sitting over on the side and taking one-timers or, you know, three-on-three power play. He's finding ways to score a bunch of different ways. And the way these guys are playing, certainly – 55 seems on the, the low end at this point, which is which is miraculous. Well, you've also made the point, uh, both on Twitter and on our, on our telecasts, he's making really good NHL goaltenders look bad. <laughs> no, he is. And, you know, the goal, uh, the second one off the rush, to go and, you know, cut to the middle and rip it under Carey Price's arm like that, like, 
he makes them look bad, but that's that guy's one of the best goaltenders in the world, and and David's doing it on a nightly basis. You know the way he's scoring, and he's figured out uh, how to score, and it's it's something that most guys never understand, and when they do, it's too late. So what he's doing and, and how he scores is what just as impressive to me. There's guys that have have had streaks like this where they get on a roll and they go 23, but then they they drop off and they can't score for 15 games. I don't see that happening with David. He's just found a way, and he knows how to score. See, I, I expected after last year at least a slow start here, Andrew. Like, they, they get to the seventh game, they fall short. That's just sports. There's always a hangover effect. They've come out uh, about as hot as anyone could have expected. Even the biggest Bruins fans got to be surprised at the start. Is there a personality trait in the coach, Bruce Cassidy, that allows them to put last year in the rear view and come out and play so well after a disappointing finish to last season? Uh, I'm with you 100%. I, I'm shocked. You know, some if we could have went out to Vegas and the over-under was 36 points through 24 games for the, the, the Bruins, I would have lost my shirt. There's no question. Uh, what they've come out of the gates is, is incredible, and I didn't know if they had it in them. Uh, I think – it goes to Cassie. I think it also goes to Don Sweeney and, and the whole entire organization. I talked to, to Don over the summer at golf tournaments, and you know what do you what are you expecting? What are you looking? He just said, you know, we have to put it in the past. We have to let these guys enjoy the fact that they got to Game Seven. They haven't really been able to enjoy it or, or you know feel like it was an accomplishment. And that was his message to the team and to the guys that hey, this summer go. You know, it's going to feel bad and it feels terrible, but. It's a, it's a heck of an accomplishment to get to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and you should be proud of that. And once the season starts, no one's going to care. And we have to turn the page, turn the calendar, and, and obviously that message is you know, through Cassidy, through Sweeney, through the leaders of the team, and everybody's received that message. Now, we, we, we started off talking about comparing Ovechkin and Brad Marchand, but the one thing I, I, I wanted to ask, and then when we you kind of talked about posture a little bit, the thing that he reminds me a little bit of is the way he scores. It seems like he's very similar to the style of Ovechkin scoring, except for he doesn't he doesn't play with that type of physicality. But it seems like they have a very similar skill set and the ability to have a a, a bomb from a one timer and be able to, like you said, come down on the rush and just rip shots past goalie goalies. Would you think that? Maybe we could see Pasta. That's the type of uh, uh, goal scorer that he could potentially continue to be. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a great comparative. Yeah, you know, another guy again, lofty. This is you know, lofty names is Brett Hall, mm-hmm. and that's it. I actually I'm old enough to play against Brett, and he had similar, a little more similar to Pasta, and, and not as much power as Ovechkin, not as much of a bull. But he knew how to score, and he scored different ways. And he got that shot off, that one-timer off, so quickly, goalies couldn't get down on it. You know, you see past the score on the ice a lot, and you're, you know, why, why doesn't everybody score on the ice? And it's just his ability to get the puck off his stick so quickly in just that millisecond faster than, than other guys. Like, goalies can't read it. And so I, I look at, you know, I remember playing against Fred, and he had that ability. He scored goals, and he on you and you're just like, I, I should have had that. I don't know how he did that. And that's where I see, you know, those similarities with Pasta right now, the way he's scoring some of these goals. Final question before we let you go. Ryan Whitney of the NHL Network and the Spit and Chicklets podcast tweeted this morning. He's hearing the Bruins uh, are nearing contract extensions with both Charlie Coyle and Chris Wagner. He's hearing for Coyle six years, for Wagner three years. 
I hope Whitney's right. If he is, what does this mean? Well, it means that they're they're putting their team together for the long haul here. And Don's putting puzzles in place. And I, I was listening. I heard you guys talking about crew. It allows Don to know exactly what the numbers are going into this summer and, and moving forward. Okay, I have exactly, you know, I can go to Tory Krug and say, I have exactly $6.7 million for you. If we can figure out how to do this over a certain amount of years, can we get this done? And, and that's what, you know, getting guys like Coyle and Wagner, and you keep that core together and you also have a blueprint for going forward, what kind of dollars you have to work with other guys and put those pieces together. So, you know, we see this. I think that the idea of what Don's trying to do is, is get that blueprint in place, have as little unknowns as possible, have the guys recognize, uh, evaluate the guys you want to have in your organization for a long term, and get the deal done as soon as possible. Andrew, we always appreciate the time. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day, guys. Thank you very much. See ya. Thanks. Andrew Raycroft joining us, uh, one of my Nesson colleagues and, of course, former Bruins goaltender. And for people who don't remember, he was the guy the Bruins traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Tuka Rask. So we've got that connection as well. And part of one of the greatest commercials of all time. And so he's got those two things going for him. The commercial in, in which Patrice Bergeron could barely speak English <laughs> at that point. It, listen to his French accent here. Love the beginning. Let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of my way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? And now you hear Patrice Bergeron. It's like he doesn't even speak with a French, right. uh, French accent. As an 18-year-old kid, fresh out of Quebec, that's what he sounded like.